I'm Carlos Kina, founding partner of Beyond the Deal, BTD for short, and this is our Beyond the Deal successful M&A delivered podcast. At BTD, we focus on delivering successful mergers, acquisitions, divestments, and alliances. Our approach helps smart and savvy organizations design, plan, and manage these activities for themselves and get as much long-term value from them as possible. Based on 20 years of experience across 150 international engagements, we've made this process as simple, discreet, and modular as possible to reflect today's needs. This podcast series will help guide you through the complexities of M&A, divestments, and alliances, bringing expertise and best practice from our team and other expert practitioners in our network. Our aim for each podcast is to provide you with practical, helpful nuggets, ideas, new perspectives, and things to try when planning or conducting your own acquisition, integration, divestment, separation, or alliance. We hope you finish each podcast with something new you hadn't considered before that will help you and your team be more successful. If you like our podcasts, please share, comment, or subscribe to our channel. BTD, from pre-deal to post, we help you go beyond the deal. So hi everyone, my name is uh, David Olson, I'm a partner at Beyond the Deal. Welcome to our series of podcasts where we try and make sense of M&A. And, and this is really kind of pertinent because my sense as a consultant always is that our job is to take what's complicated and make it simple and digestible and workable. And so this session looks at M&A within the realms of uh, private equity and indeed private equity portfolio companies. So if we think of the mantra of uh, private equity, which is very much around pace and focus, the starting point for today's session, the hypotheses, if you like, is that integration in the setting of private equity portfolio businesses, especially around a buy and build strategy, is very much around change of control and value enhancement and getting that value out of the deal quickly and right first time we almost have to ask uh almost have to ask the question will it make the boat go faster and so giving the opportunity for the management team to get back to businesses as uh, sort of usual and focus on the organic as well as the inor as well as the inorganic growth so here today i have a guest uh, who's going to um uh, either challenge or uphold that hypothesis my guest today is Catherine Ellis, who is the CEO of Boston Multifamily Office. Good day, Catherine. Hi, David. How are you? Yeah, very well, thank you. Thank you for including Good. me. You're welcome. Thank you for being here. Um, so if I just set the, set the scene then, the kind of starting point is, Catherine, you are a CEO of a private equity portfolio-owned business. You have just completed your first deal under... Uh, Rockpool Investments ownership. Uh, so how was that for you? It's very exciting. It's really, really happy to have been in, um, been able to conclude a transaction, particularly over um, the last few months, um, and very excited to be at final stages of of that transaction and, and working through integration now. So, just given that, I mean, not not just about the uh, the impact of COVID. But, but just tell us a little bit more about your situation, your business and the industry it's in and why the deal itself is probably different compared to a large manufacturing business. 
Yes, sure. So um, a little bit of uh, information about our business. So Boston Multifamily Office is a, an international fiduciary and family office service provider. Um, and what that means is we provide um, family office and fiduciary and corporate services to international clients, uh, whether they be high net worth individuals, internationally mobile entrepreneurs or single family offices. Um, quite a broad range of services. So no two client relationship is the same. Um, and so when looking for acquisitions or looking for growth for the business, whether that be organic or through acquisitions, um, a big part of it, um, particularly on the acquisition side, is how would we bring on another business that would add scale to the platform that we have already? How would we integrate those two businesses with that underlying theme that no two client relationships are the same and we, and we don't provide a product or a suite of services that uh, that has that much uniform to it. Mm -hmm. So quite a challenge then, a very kind of niche and, and uh, specialist challenge. And, and you talked there about your about your mission, if you like, you know, the things you wanted to get out of the uh, sort of deal. So what was it, what did you feel you needed in terms of uh, third party advice to help you to plan, design and indeed at some later point execute a rather specific set of integration goals? So I think I think that's that's an interesting question. Where we have strengths as a business is we understand our clients, we understand the services that we offer and and we understand the markets in which we operate. Where we looked for external advice in analysing the acquisition, the target that, that we've just acquired, in analysing what synergies and benefits the acquired business could bring to the Boston Group, um, and how we could how we could structure and complete and then integrate that acquisition in the most efficient way without taking the the management team away from the the focus of the day-to-day -day business and managing their client relationships that's that's really where we looked for external advice to help with management bandwidth and to help um plan and implement the, the strategy for this first first acquisition which which we think is a really important acquisition for the business being the first one under our new ownership mm. and very much a spotlight on you as a um, um, as a business leader as well, to get it right, get it right first time and get get the new team on board and get your existing team focused on BAU. Absolutely. A lot of focus on, on, on me in, in terms of bringing together the two management teams, ensuring that um, whilst the business that we've acquired is in is operates in in the same sector that we do, there are differences in terms of um, service lines. There are differences in terms of policies and procedures, um, and general business practices. So being able to have a clear plan and a clear strategy on how to bring the two businesses together, and to ensure that the sum of those two businesses is is more than the the separate parts of those businesses you know being able to analyze that have a clear strategy on how to bring the businesses together and execute it quickly to allow business as usual for for the for the management teams and for our specialists is is really paramount when it when it came to doing this deal and and seeing it through to completion so what the audience will be actually listening out for is 
how did you do that? What 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 happened to you as a business, and how did you interact with your third party advisor? What did they what did they give you? How did they work with you to achieve those those aims? I think um, we worked we worked very very closely with our with the third party advisors, um, and how it worked. I mean, in a post Corona COVID world, everything was um, was dealt with through. Teams, video calls, Zoom calls, conference calls, as opposed to face-to-face meetings, and I suppose that's probably the biggest difference in 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 approaching this transaction that we would have seen last year, for example, if we had been doing it. Um, and actually, I think what that led to is greater interaction with the third-party advisor, so more regular calls, video conferences to talk through the structure of the transaction, to be able to share information that we had been working through as we went through the due diligence and the the actual um, mechanics of the the acquisition prior to to exchange and completion. Um, And also what what we looked for and what we we were hoping to achieve from from working with with the advisors was some structure around what we do and, and some structure around how we plan for day one, how we plan for integration post day one, um, and really, I suppose from from my perspective, increasing the management bandwidth that, that I have within the team to allow someone to come in and provide additional support and additional bandwidth to the team while we go through this this heavy workload period of planning and going through the integration, but also someone with a, an external view on the two businesses that perhaps isn't involved in the sector um, and may not know the intricacies of the underlying client services that we provide but could take a general view of two businesses with some similarities and some differences and help um, us kind of cut through the noise of of the day-to-day business but look more generally at combining two businesses and and also challenge some of the assumptions that me and my management team had around how we would work through closure of the transaction and, and moving into integrating the businesses. So I, th- so I think as well, if, if you know the the, the hardship that, that that has been kind of placed upon people with the lack of movement from from kind of COVID, etc. So kind of back in the old days, if you like, a third party advisory was helping you to design and plan the integration. Would probably come to you with a, you know with a meeting agenda, and you would workshop it through, and so on and so on. Now, given actually for some deals, that's not the right way. And, and of course, in the time of kind of lockdown, that was not kind of possible. So what you opted for was not a checklist. It wasn't just a self-help guide. It was more of a supported framework. So just tell us a little bit more about, about that. Yeah, um, that, that's exactly what we opted for. So, so in terms of the framework, I, it was everything from um, organising a weekly video conference which had all stakeholders from from our business that owned the various work streams project management team with the external advisor to actually lead us through this is how the process will work everything from an integration framework document looking at the benefits the synergies the dissynergies of the transaction challenging some of our assumptions that we'd made around those helping us with um kind of a detailed framework around how we would plan the integration up to day one and then what would happen post day one. Lots of assistance around communication. Um, So looking at stakeholder analysis, looking at 
style of communication, looking at matching the communication strategies for both our business and for the target that we've that we've acquired post completion of the tra- sorry pre and post completion of the transaction, um, and really guiding us through the steps to ensure that not only that we think about and implement the right work streams and strategies to integrate the businesses, but actually that we document it as well so that when we look back at it or in you know in three months, six months time, not just we as uh, the board and, and the management team at Boston, but when our private equity partners want to look back at how did we acquire this business and how successful was the acquisition versus the original strategy, you know, at heads of term stage or at initial due diligence stage. So I think I think where where we really got some some assistance from from the the kind of the, the management uh, sorry the third party advisory input was was that kind of challenging the the thoughts that we had ensuring that we had discipline around deadlines and targets and also ensuring that we documented everything um, and, and lots of assistance with frameworks with material to help us document the thought process as we work through it so and, and maybe it's a question for your for your private equity backers but um in terms of the business case for them i mean quite often the you know the, the pe folks will will bring a target to you they will help you support you get to heads of terms to help everyone understand is there a is there a deal to be done and then from actually during the during the transaction itself, especially in terms of the integration planning, they tend to kind of sort of back off and 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 mm. you know really quite keen for the management team to 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 uh, take charge of that. What they'll want to see in the business case is, do you have a clear vision of the future, and do you have a credible plan to get there? So, the framework, the documents that you were kind of supporting in kind of filling that in, I guess that would have given you a level of comfort that you do have a clear vision of the future you do have a route to day one week one uh, change of control you do have a route to realizing synergies and you absolutely have a credible plan to get there is that a fair assumption absolutely would say that's a fair assumption and i think the the you know, the information and the the thought process behind the integration framework piece of work was there you know that was that was you know, the, in the meetings, in the diligence, in the contract negotiation, in our own analysis of the acquisition, all of that information was there. But was it readily available in a format that we could sit and discuss with our private equity partners as we went through the transaction? And more importantly, six months down the line or a year down the line, when we're looking back and looking at how is the business performing in line with its expectations, I think it will be invaluable. And and actually, having the discipline, or having, and I suppose this is where the third party advisor has helped because it brought that level of discipline to ensure that we have that we do think through every element of the strategy for the acquisition and what those benefits and synergies might be, and that we document them and challenge them in a way that we can look back at you know at it post completion and and post integration. Mm-hmm. So wants and needs are different are different things. And I think my first question to you was around what do you feel you needed? Maybe I should have asked, what did you feel you wanted at that at that stage? So what did what you got to take away? Did it match your initial wants or was it more about what you needed? I think 
I think in part it matched my initial wants and my initial wants was discipline. I wanted to ensure that we had a disciplined and logical approach to assessing the acquisition and planning for completion and integration. And and that and I needed additional bandwidth within the team. So so that was that was what I wanted. It was the additional bandwidth and some real discipline around there are meetings on these days, there is a framework that we're going to follow, and we have an external party that is going to oversee this. So no excuses. That's what I wanted. I think actually what we got was much broader than what I thought I needed. So the I talked about the integration framework, stakeholder analysis, assistance with the communication framework, and challenge to some of our assumptions around that is absolutely what I needed, but probably didn't realise I needed it when we started the transaction. I was thinking of it more around, you know, we we understand the deal and we understand what we want to get out of it. So I just need some additional project management bandwidth and some discipline. But actually, the much broader range of services and frameworks and suite of documents that we that we worked with was actually what we needed. Mm. And all being able to get brought to you via the wonders of technology as well. So actually, no one need to bother you day to day. There was less fuss. Your management team had more time because the because the support you had was kind of laser focused in those kind of an hour here and an hour and an hour there. So sounds very much you've been a very happy very happy customer um do you have any other comments for our, our audience who were uh, who might be thinking what else would i what what would be the top the top tip or the top kind of two two tips around getting support such as as this i would say well firstly yes we are we were extremely happy with with the service and with the the structure and the the framework and and the actually the process of working through planning for the integration of, of the acquisition. Um, and what I would say is probably other CEOs, other management teams in the same position as I'm in, where you know your business and you know your business inside out, particularly if you've recently had private equity investments, you've, you've spent a long time analysing your own business and understanding it. And as part of that understanding and, and building a strategy of what you want to do with that business, all of that is great when it comes to assessing a target and looking for an acquisition if if that's part of the strategy. Where I would say third party assistance is useful is removing is is removing yourself or taking yourself out of your own industry and your own sector, which you which you will understand and you will understand the business that you want to integrate. But having a third party that can assist with challenging some of your assumptions around what the synergies are how you're going to achieve it, probably challenging some of the timeframes because I, I suspect lots of people like me are overambitious when it comes to how quickly you can complete, whether it's a transaction or a project. So having some third party challenge on that is, is definitely useful. Um, and I would say my earlier point around discipline and structure, again, I think having a third party provide that service rather than um, a resource that's with that's within the business that will have a day job and whether it be clients or other other time restraints that's definitely valuable and then my final point would be ensuring I think you're getting the most out of having third party advisory and assistance on it on a project like this is really ensuring that you give it the time that that if there are weekly meetings or workshops or 
frameworks to be completed, you will only get out of it what you put in. So you, as the, the business that, that engaged with the third party, putting that time in and ensuring that your team will put that time in is, is definitely um, invaluable. That's been insightful, valuable indeed to us and hopefully to our audience as well. Catherine, thank you. Thank you. If you like our podcasts, please share, comment, or subscribe to our channel. BTD, from pre-deal to post, we help you go beyond the deal.